for good grades. I wish I was better at relationships. I wish I was an artist. I wish I had a better relationship with my wife. I wish for a life full of happiness. I wish I may. I wish I might. Have to wish. Hi, happy Monday. So first of all, welcome to my podcast. My name is Sherry. The podcast name is Beyond Wishful Thinking. And what I do when I'm not podcasting is I am a life coach. And if something about working with a life coach intrigues you, if you look in the below comments and links, you will see that there is a link to my how to create more energy workbook. And if you want to grab that and work through that, there's a video that you can purchase to go with it so that you get a sense of what it's like to work with someone like myself. Okay. So this is my, I think, eighth podcast. Why did I decide to podcast? Um, I think because everyone felt that that would be a place I could be heard. People liked to hear what I had to say. I'm not even sure sometimes what I have to say. And So for people listening to podcasts, podcasts feel a time where you want to activate your mind with something and to learn something. And maybe it feels like a a concept of those people do something I can't do. And here I am doing something that maybe I thought that too. And so I'm trying to make my podcast be a little more relaxed versus me speeching at people. And we had some company this weekend and there were some interesting conversations. One of the conversations ended up with me trying to come up with a metaphor for why people are different. And yet how come we have familial similarities, even if we don't live with the family at the same time or for long periods of time, what's that about? And so that's what I'm going to speak about today on this podcast. And so I really struggled with what to entitle this because it came down to comparing human beings to dessert. Now, everyone likes dessert and there are so many different kinds of dessert. We hear the term that no, there are no fingerprints, like our fingerprints are unique to us. And, you know, we're as different as snowflakes. There's only, you know, two snowflakes and however many that are the same. And so we have analogies like that. But I was thinking a little bit about a person that I knew and I have met someone else that didn't know that person, but there is a familial connection. And it's fascinating when I see similarities. And so when discussing that amongst ourselves, I said, you know, I wonder if it's like, so let's, for example, say a pie crust. There are so many different kinds of pie, but the basic ingredient to begin with is a crust. And for the most part, you make pie the same way at the beginning, flour, water, and a fat of some kind, butter, lard, Crisco, whatever you use. And then what changes the pie crust is how it's handled, how uh, long it's baked for, what it's baked 
in um, what you put in it, whether it's got a top crust or not. So if you think of human beings as dessert, then there are different desserts. There's um, my, my analogy when I was working through it on the weekend was there's apple crisp or apple crumble and there's pie crust. And so if someone is a pie crust and we don't put the ingredients in, then it's not going to turn out. And we could have all of the right desire to have something turn out good but if we don't put the right ingredients together, it's not going to be a pie crust. And so if we think about how we work with people, I was thinking to the, um, we talk about doppelgangers. Oh, you remind me so much of my brother. Oh, you look so much like this kid I knew in grade school. And why is that? If we ever got those people together, most often they don't look that much alike. What we're recognizing or feeling is a connection we had to that person and then thus the similarity reminds us of them. So if we take that concept and we think about why is it I have three children and they're all different. So scientifically, if you're a scientist, you know why, because the DNA, you know, it, it kind of just is a big soup in a sense. And there's a scientific way of how it all comes down and we end up with different human beings. And so if we are different, even though familial, then I, as a parent, have to figure out how to give to each of those individuals what they need. So maybe there's a pie crust and a crumble and a pudding. And I can't put the same ingredients into all three desserts and have them be what they are supposed to be. So we had a little bit of fun. It took me a bit to get there and my company was giggling along with me. And then for the rest of the afternoon, when we would speak about something or someone, someone would say, well, maybe they're a pie crust, maybe they're a crumble. Um, and so I just thought I wanted to share that in this podcast and develop it out just a little bit more. If we're thinking about how we want to interact with someone. And in order to know if they're a pie crust or a crumble, we kind of have to know what that looks like. We need to understand what is the dessert that we're dealing with? How are we going to, if we're trying to make that in the sense of what ingredients will we apply in our working with? So a pie is round. So just because it's round, is it a pie? Is it a pie if it has cracker crumb? Is it a pie because it's round? Is it a pie because it has apples in it and we serve it at Thanksgiving or Christmas? What makes it a pie? Why was it called a pie? You know, like it's infinite when you start to think about what something appears to be and then take it apart ingredient by ingredient. And so when we approach another human being, it, they might look like a pie, but maybe they're a crumble. And a crumble has similar ingredients to a pie, which is, I think, why I chose that. But it's a little more, um, I, I don't want to say chaotic, because it's orderly. Uh, it's in a dish, and there's a process to it, and it tastes the way we're expecting it to. There's a little less work to put a crumble together possibly than a pie if, if you don't have to worry about whether the crust turns out. So when I look at a person I meet or a coworker or someone that I'm going to spend time with, I don't want to just assume because they're round, they're a pie. 
a crumble could be in a round dish. You get the point. So then we need to look at the ingredients. Um, the ingredients need to be something that work well together. So I could have a relationship if I'm a crumble with a pie, but I have to understand that there might be things I can't do that a pie can or vice versa. And so I could still be on the same table with them. I could be eaten by the people that want dessert and enjoyed. So we're different, but we bring enjoyment. We're different, but we still, well, in that case of a crumble and a pie, if it's apple, they could there could be similarities and they complement. And there's reasons people would eat a crumble instead of a pie because of their experiences, because of their diet, because of uh, an allergy to the gluten in the pie crust, but not in, in the crumble. And it doesn't make the pie less or the crumble less. So I know it's um, something different. I just wanted to share sometimes where my brain goes and it's a little bit out there, but yet I really enjoyed taking it away from humanness into something that we can, and that's called a metaphor. And metaphors um, often help people apply learning when it removes it from something that's familiar so that we're not saying, yeah, but that guy's just a jerk. Well, maybe that's possible. But what if we could understand that what we're looking at and what it seems like isn't what it is. So um, what just flashed into my mind is that saying that we all, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. And that is a, another filter that we can look at something. And yet, could we could we challenge that and say, you know, something different about that? Um, and that's not what I'm here to do today. I was just more wanting to understand why do... So I sometimes will find myself saying, I don't understand. I don't understand how somebody could see that and do this. And I think we have to try to understand I don't understand because that's not how I would operate, but someone else is operating with a different filter. So we fostered for 10 years and we had some fetal alcohol children. And so I learned a little bit about that disease. And what's fascinating about a disease like that is the severity of it is so dependent on so many different factors that it's too hard to contain and make specific um, um, linear goals around it. So you start out with a healthy mom and a healthy dad. So you have a healthy union of, of sperm and egg. And then what happens from that point forth is what, so if there's no alcohol involved, then that child is born with whatever the DNA matchups that that child would have from those two parents. But now you add in, um, they have a glass of wine and they drink water and eat a healthy meal and their body can, can deal with that. But if they drink wine and don't, then all of a sudden, if it's a scale, the scale starts changing depending on how much consumption, how tired was the mother, how much stress was there involved in what caused that. And, and then the brain um, deficiencies start to happen. 
And so maybe if there's nothing in the early part of the pregnancy, then that part of the pregnancy went well, but the middle and last weren't. And so it depends on what's developing and how much was gone through that changes the development. So we have this big title for something that we have discovered happens, and yet we can't perceive every single person Mm -hmm. that has that title to be the very same individual and act the same way. So I was trying to come up with a just an easy, fun way to discuss the differences between human beings who are more typical in a way that maybe it would make it easier for us to try to understand another person's perspective, to understand what are the ingredients, what went into that person's makeup. And it's not just their birth, it's their environment, it's their trauma, it's their... Um, the joys that they had when they had them, when they didn't have them. And so they may appear to be one way, but they in actuality aren't at all what you're expecting. And so I would offer that we need to open our eyes, walk around and just for fun, just start to look at people and wonder what dessert they might be. Uh, what are the ingredients? What are they presenting as? What is the, what what taste? If we're going to stick with that same metaphor, are they leaving with you? And how can you react to that uh, in a way that is polite or understanding or aware that that isn't what you initially imagined that to be? So that's all I have for you today. I hope it made you smile. I hope it gave you an opportunity to think just a little bit differently about humans and how we could categorize them in our minds. Thanks. Have a great rest of your week. As much as I enjoy discussions, I also want to provide a service to people who would like more. If you want to do more than listen, get in touch with me with the links in the description. You can also email me through hello at beyondwishfulthinking.ca. And I'd like to give you content you enjoy, so please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching through my YouTube channel, leave your comments below. If you want more of Beyond Wishful Thinking podcasts, make sure to subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you are listening right now.